0: My name is Julie Turney, and this is the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent topics and trends as it relates to our professions. We're going to have amazing conversations with HR professionals from all over the world, get to learn their origin stories. How did they get into this profession? What did they love about being here? and how they want to set the record straight on that one misconception that really drives them crazy about our profession. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's sound off. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the HR Sound Off podcast show. My name is Julie Turney, and I am your host. HR Sound Off is by an HR professional. That's me for HR professionals. I'm here to tell our stories in a way that other people would not understand or appreciate it. And for us to have the hard conversations about HR that we don't normally talk about around our self-care and our mental health. Joining me today for my conversation in the spotlight is Emily Connery from Chart Hop. Emily, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Julie.
0: It's an absolute pleasure to have you, Emily. I'm really glad to be able to magnify your voice today. So why don't we get started by telling our audience a little bit about who is Emily Connery? What is your HR story and how did you get here?
1: Okay, great. So hello everyone. So excited to be here today. I am um, an HR professional, but also a mom of two little ones. Um, That's a big part of who I am. I uh, grew up in a small town in Connecticut but I had some opportunity to live abroad and that really sparked interest in understanding culture and um, psychology and how how uh, experiences and backgrounds can shape us. I think that really inspired a um, a college career in psychology, so that's what I studied, and then I went on to get my master's in counseling. I mm. thought I wanted to be a therapist, right? Um, which definitely still comes up in in the HR role for yes, sure.
0: Yes, But
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I um, I ended up taking my first job actually as an executive assistant to a chief people officer, and that was my entry point into HR and. 11 or 12 years later, here I am still in HR. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing your story. What would you say are some of the things you've learned along the way in your HR journey that you'd like to share with our audience? Key thing, key takeaways for you for the last couple of years that you've been in HR? (laughs) Good question.
1: Um, I think first and foremost, it's definitely a role where um, the expectations of an HR professional are constantly changing based on whatever is happening in the world, and as we're all aware of, um, you know, a lot has happened, particularly in the U.S. Mm-hmm. in the last few years, mm-hmm. and that has absolutely shaped, you know, um, what sort of expected of of how companies will respond to the world and what we do internally in terms of programs. And, you know, in terms of how we drive our company culture, and so I think, um, you know, um, being open to learning and trying not to take things personally when um, when employees come with complaints about the company culture, about how leadership addresses things, mm-hmm. um, but just having an open mind and you know, open heart, um, and seeing it all as a learning opportunity yeah. and trying to figure out w- what you can control and what you can address within the walls of your company. Mm-hmm. Um, we certainly can't fix the world, right? But maybe there are some key levers we can pull within the walls of our own company. Mm-hmm. And um, it's always impossible to make everyone happy. Yeah, I, I've definitely learned that the hard way. I used to think that could be possible, but it's really just not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think figuring out how what you're doing in terms of people and culture can impact the bottom line of the, of the business, yeah. focusing on the things that really matter there and mm-hmm. making sure that we're being fair to people, that people are treated with respect, um, and that people are growing in their careers. Yeah, Ultimately that's what everybody really wants, you exactly. know, um, and stuff on top of that is really just, you know, the cherry on top. And I think, um, there's going to be disagreement about the cherries, right? Yes. Oh, so, yeah. oh can't, yeah. <laughs> can't please, can't please everyone in that way. Yeah. Um, and I think too, uh, self care is is super important in this job. You know, you you get a lot of feelings coming your way, and yeah. you can kind of act like a sponge. Um, and it's a good thing because it means people are trusting you and coming to you, and that your team is truly getting the real pulse. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a lot. So, so balancing with self-care is for
0: sure. Important. Definitely. I will be talking a little bit more about your self-care routine a little later. I just want to give the audience a little bit of a insight into your organization. So tell us a little bit about ChartHop and what you guys do, because I think it's um, really intriguing that you're helping organizations with their data issues.
1: Yes, yes. So we are a people analytics platform. Um, but really, to me, it's it's so much more than that. We have our entire people and talent function enabled by Chartop. So mm-hmm. from the start to finish employee life cycle, everything is enabled by Chartop. For example, um, from onboarding, um, you know, employees can go and look at our our org chart and zoom in and out of people's profiles or in mm-hmm. and out of teams to understand the company that they've joined and the individuals. Uh, we can configure a lot on profiles to have a really dynamic sort of directory where people can you know, read about me um, t- uh, topics on everyone's profile, for example. I like that. It's almost um, like
0: social media for your
1: organization. Yeah. It absolutely is. And in a remote yes. context, it's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, we use it for our surveys, for our performance reviews, for compensation reviews. Um, and so by enabling everything in there, the data is so much richer because I don't need to worry about pulling everything in from all these different spreadsheets. I mm-hmm. um, can really um, see it all live in one place and not worry yeah. about you know user error, things like that. And, um, mm-hmm. executives, you know, I can easily share data with them within the platform, yeah. whether it's cuts of data or, or executive dashboards that I've created for them. We have, uh, our director of DEIB, she's created DEIB dashboards for all the executives as well. You just easily share them right, right in the platform. Right. Um, so everyone is just is using the platform to get data that they need and to perform the usual employee cycles Mm -hmm. Um, so it's truly everything it's kind of like our hris yeah um, yeah but absolutely very powerful around the data piece
0: yeah i love that it's one of those things that i'm always saying to people when you think about the profession of human resources you know if you think about the iceberg and what's happening at the top and what's happening underneath, the analytics piece is what's happening in the bottom, underneath in that iceberg, the things that we don't really get to touch. Because as you rightly said, a lot of times we're so focused on putting data together in spreadsheets, which is the most annoying thing for me in 2022. Oh, like awesome. I just feel like Excel has its place, but in <laughs> HR, it does not have a place anymore. great. So like, completely agree with yes. that, that for sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. And yeah, and I really am super. I'm I'm such a geek when it comes to tech as well, and I really am excited that that Chart Hop does provide this experience. It puts people' experience on another level because the fact that I can go and learn about other people in my organization almost like have a social media feel to it that number one is really really cool Mm -hmm. but the fact that we're able to touch all of these pieces of data and tell the people stories that really matter in one place Mm -hmm. is uh, is huge that makes a huge impact on how the business um, is able to embrace HR and DEI and L&D and all the stories that we have to tell. Mm-hmm. We're able to connect the dots between the business and what the business needs and create people stories that help us to get the products and services that we need to enhance the people experience. And it makes people architecture so much fun. Agreed.
1: Agreed. Julie, we got to get you on our sales team. That is an amazing pitch. I mean, I'm sold all over again.
0: (laughs) I told you I'm a geek and I really do love, (laughs) especially when it comes to HR, number one, I'm very passionate about HR. I'm very passionate about people being able to have a great experience in HR. Mm -hmm. We don't get that. Um, very often, a lot of times we are working with Excel. We don't have a proper functioning HRIS um, platform or LD or um, recruitment ATS. A lot of companies don't give HR people those opportunities. So when I get to talk to people who are working in those organizations that actually get it, that understand what HR is mm-hmm. and what HR brings to the table and help us to create that experience in a way that is easier for us so we could do all the other stuff by giving us the tech that we need that that makes my soul sing emily
1: yes yes you said it perfectly i i really can't add anything to that (laughs) that is exactly what we're trying to build here i think what we have built here and you know the the big vision for what we'll grow into as well
0: and we, de- we definitely need to talk some more about how HR at Heart and, and Chart Hop can work together because I feel like I could feel something here. I could feel it. Yes, yes, let's <laughs> do it. Awesome. <laughs> for sure. So let me ask you, um, Emily, what do you do for self-care? You are a very busy woman. You are a family woman. You are a working woman. You're a mother, you're a daughter, you're a friend, you're all of these other things. How do you take care of you?
1: Good question. Um, so we, we live in the woods in Maine. Um, so I love walking my dog, even if it's for 10 minutes, middle of the day, I try to block off something on my calendar Mm -hmm. uh, so that I can get outside and, um, just, you know, go for a walk without being on my phone, without, um, without trying to not be in my head and just Mm -hmm. looking around at nature. I think that's, that's really helpful to me. Um, we also, you know, my, my husband is really supportive of allowing me self-care time. So we yeah. set up a routine where he brings the kids to daycare in the morning. And in that window of time, I get on the Peloton bike and I do my 30-minute workout. Right. And honestly, just having that time listening to music and, you know, getting a good sweat on is uh, really helping my mental health. That's a new, a new thing that we just started recently. Um, Yeah. Those are the two, really the two things. Um, I would say the third thing I, I like to make a ritual out of my morning coffee, you know, um, yep. And just finding a comfy spot to sit by a window and enjoying coffee, even if it's for five minutes. And, um, you know, we have a nice coffee maker and good creamer, a little steamer thing and make a whole little ritual
0: out of it. (laughs) love it's the little things listen little things mean a lot huh yeah absolutely especially when you don't have them so that's really wonderful I'm glad that you're you're taking that time and and you're a mom yes importantly and I think most HR professionals we know that most HR HR professionals are female and most HR professionals are moms Mm -hmm. how do you balance mom life um especially working from home?
1: Yes. How do I balance mom life? Good question. Um, I think, you know, they go to daycare, which I which I had mixed feelings about. um, But sorry for the noise in the background. Um, uh, But it's ultimately really good for them. I think, you know, they get to socialize, they get to be with other kids. And when they're there, uh, you know, I, I check in every now and then with daycare to get updates. But otherwise, I just try to have my, you know, nine to five for me to focus on work and for me to just really be in it to be focused um and to um to try to like remember me as as my own person and and getting to just be in my work um and i think that sort of separation Mm -hmm. from being a mom although you can't really over fully separate from it but you know um getting to focus on on me as a professional is really helpful
0: yeah definitely thank you so much for sharing that Emily I really appreciate it
1: yeah
0: so tell us what you're reading watching listening to right now that you think that our audience would appreciate
1: good question so I created my list because I didn't want to (laughs) miss anything Um, um I I absolutely do like the 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 trusted, you know, um, traditional sources, you know, Sherm yeah. and um, HBR for specific topics. You yeah. know, that would be me hunting for specific topics. Right. Um, honestly, the Chartop blog—not to make a shameless pug but I'm is great in terms of relevant uh, articles, and they're, they're good reads. Uh-huh. Um, I also like Evil HR Lady, mm. HR HR Bartender. Uh-huh um fistful of talent yes tiny pulse and workology
0: oh nice i do like workology yeah yes. fistful, fistful of talent i love
1: <laughs> yes yeah it's great
0: that's um, a good one
1: mm-hmm. and it's it's all it's kind of all very different um right. in terms of the angles and what they're writing about and opinions versus facts and so Ooh. i i like having that variety
0: yes yes definitely i like having that variety as well I do like HBR. I really do think that that's a, an excellent resource. Yeah, and, and here of late, I have pulled a little bit between HBR and um, Forbes because I love hearing from the people on the different councils that they have, whether it's the coaches council or, or the HR council. They mm-hmm. really do share very good insights. So I, you can learn. I learn a lot there too as well. I would say not uh, <laughs> not to start a war or anything, but I am a CIPD girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Versus Sherm, I am very much one hundred percent for CIPD, um, mm-hmm. but I think that um, they have great. What I love about um, CIPD is that they have great forums and they do lots of um, white papers and mm-hmm. very data driven, very very data driven across various sectors in HR. Um, oh. And they have a podcast. they have um, open communities where you can go and talk about different things and get answers from HR professionals. Oh, wow. I love HR. that. Yeah. I love that about CIPD and they right. work very well with the with their government, with the UK government. Um, so there's tons of resources, fact sheets that you can download for free. Um, and oh, that's really? without being a member of CIPD. So imagine the benefits you get when you're actually a member of CIPD. Cute. Wow. Yeah. Okay, great. I'll have to check that out. Thank yeah. you. Definitely check out CIPD. I don't just because I think people need you need to be able to open your mind. And one of the things that I've learned like as you mentioned before you traveled and that helped you to embrace cultures and things like mm-hmm. that. And I'm very similar that way. Um, but I love when it comes to HR, I love to be able to speak about HR from a global perspective. Mm -hmm. And you'd think that HR everywhere around the world will be very much similar, but Mm -hmm. it's not. No. Yeah. Culture plays a huge part in how people think and feel about Mm -hmm. HR, HR, the profession and the people in it. Mm -hmm. Some countries have a great respect for hr and mm-hmm. are fully on board with supporting their hr and then there are some countries where people people don't care about hr and they have no respect for hr mm-hmm. it's just a necessary evil and then yes. there are other places where hr is embraced fully embraced people experience is embraced products and services are easier to purchase and pull out and support is easier to get and in mm-hmm. other countries it's not Yep, so.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I had spent most of my career in, you know, US only companies yeah. until my last job. And mm-hmm. um, it was very global. Um, a third of the company was in the US, but otherwise across the world. And just even around, uh, like diversity and inclusion, I was so surprised mm-hmm. um But then it it makes sense when you think about the different populations in different countries, how the U.S. is so unique. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, sort of like what the employees expected and wanted, you know, ERGs, for example, Mm -hmm. to me seemed like a given that we that and that there wouldn't be any pushback. But then other uh, people in other countries were saying it seems like maybe that would be drawing more a more um, attention to differences between people and achieve the opposite result. and like, that's a totally different perspective yeah. on ERGs, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes sense given the, you know, their different experiences yeah. in a different country. So um, mm-hmm. it's really enlightening.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I really do encourage people to just kind of embrace what the world has to say about HR mm-hmm. and how HR is practiced globally. Mm-hmm. Um, because we can't, it's easy to speak, with one in one way about one thing, which is what we know, whether that's U.S. based, but it's it's one of the challenges that I always have with the the social media platforms, whether it be Instagram or TikTok. A lot of times, people come on there and they they are experts, but when you think about, it, you're only an expert in the U.S. Right? Yeah, you're not an expert in the U.K. and you're not an expert in the Caribbean. You're not an expert yeah. in Asia. Um, so what you're speaking to, you have to remember that your audience is U.S. based, right? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. you're also on a global platform. So mm-hmm. try to find a way to embrace the advice that you give in a in a global context.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Really good point. Mm-hmm.
0: So big question. <laughs> what is the biggest misconception about HR that really bothers you that you want to set the record straight on right here, right now? Give it to them.
1: <laughs> I think the biggest misconception is that HR is all about, you know, just protecting the company and doesn't care about individuals, yeah. um, especially if you're the head of HR, you know, maybe maybe some people on your team are viewed more as um, employee advocates, but I think the head of HR often gets pegged as he or she is all about the company and doesn't really care about Mm -hmm. you know um, about individuals, and I think you know that could not be farther from the truth. Um, At least you know for me, I'm I'm definitely a people person. Yeah. I I truly want to you know create a connection with every person and. I, you know, have that uncontrollable need for everyone to like me, uh, which is impossible in my job, but um, I think, you know, it's a a tough job because we have to think about the collective group of people um, and then address individual situations. Um, And like I was saying before, you know, there's really never a perfect outcome. um, Mm You know, there's a lot of of gray area in HR where we mm-hmm. have to make difficult decisions. You know, based on the data that we have that we've gathered, um, and I, I guess it, it often comes across as HR is just thinking about the company and not an individual situation. And um, uh, I want everyone to know that. HR leaders absolutely do care about each individual at the company, but we also have to think about the collective unit.
0: Yes. Yeah, I love that. Well said. How does it make you feel when people say that though?
1: Ugh, it stinks. I mean, it's it's so it doesn't um, fit with who I am outside yeah. of work. You know, yeah, um, and so it's this weird uh, it's this weird experience to, you know, walk into work. I mean, I'm, I'm in my home, but, um, and just have this different persona, perceived persona all day long. Right. Um, that's very different to who I am with my friends, with my family, with my children. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's definitely tough. You know, I think, um, it's, it's, it's honestly the worst part of the job I'd say. Um, you know, uh, Mm-hmm. and i've been trying to think of ways around it i don't i don't really think there are i think you know it's 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 just the tough part of the job every job has things that every, are challenging
0: every single yeah. job yeah. i think that if you know that it's not true to you that that's the most important thing um yeah. people are going to paint hr with one brush mm-hmm. and and so whenever people say that I, you know and i hear it it crushes my spirit in so many ways. Like I'm very similar to you.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: very much crushes my spirit. And I just, first thing I do is I apologize. I mm-hmm. say like, you know, I'm really sorry if that was your experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like any profession, there's going to be good and bad. Right. Um, and I'm sorry that that was your lived experience with HR. But, you know, all I could do is hope that in your next encounter with an HR professional, it would be better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you know, you your perception of who we are as a collective mm-hmm. would change as your experience with us mm-hmm. get better. Because I'm always yeah. pushing for I'm hopeful it's gonna get better. You're gonna end. You're gonna encounter a really great HR professional. But then I also share the other side of it because I think it's important for people to appreciate that, mm-hmm. which is that a lot of times we are working with limited resources in in people in technology. And when um, the similar experience that you feel or perception that you have is is a shared perspective, even in a leadership space, which sometimes makes it hard for us Mm -hmm. to do what we want to do. And a lot of times we feel like we're spinning in mud. So I just want you to be conscious of the fact that maybe that person had a bad day. Maybe that person's having a bad time in the organization. Mm -hmm. And I just want you to be conscious of that. And then people go, ooh. I didn't know that. I yeah. didn't know HR went through all this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I like that.
0: Yeah. So it kind of helps people to embrace the possibility and the hope that mm-hmm. they, will, they will encounter, they will have better HR experiences and, and encounter the people that I, I know exist mm-hmm. in my profession and who I love and appreciate and respect very dearly yeah so yeah That's we awesome. we all live like in that. hope we can live in hope yeah yes,
1: absolutely. <laughs> but having each other you know and just hearing that and that we have a shared experience it's very validating and I think HR people need other HR friends oh. more, than, more than any other uh role like we we need each other
0: absolutely community is everything mm-hmm. and it's part of the reason why I created this show so that you know we can hear other HR voices and get a better appreciation for each other as professionals in our space Mm -hmm. Um, and know that the experiences that we have are not are the same and also not the same but also give us hope Mm -hmm. that if we are having a bad time we can hopefully experience a better future in HR Mm because I really do believe that the future of HR is very bright I'm hopeful there's so much going on in this space right now as you said it's changing every minute where are the expectations that are put upon us are yeah. putting us in a better position now to be the architects that I know we we are like yes things that we really can do I don't get caught up in titles I'm just about what's the experience that we're going to be able to create Yes. if we're given the opportunity to work in organizations that get it yep yeah. get it that yeah. understand yeah. the people the people drive the business profits don't happen without people mm-hmm. and if you allow the people who are the custodians of the experience to do their job effectively you will get increased profit increased profit means more loyalty from the people who work with you, they're more engaged, they're more creative, they're more innovative, mm-hmm. and your HR team can help you drive that.
1: Absolutely, yes, yeah, hugely. It's a it's a role where one can make a huge impact on the company. I think it's a fun it's a fun role for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. we get to be creative, but there's also you know a lot of facts and process, and so it's got that balance of you know, more ambiguous and and creative space versus, you know, sort of um, sticking to the hard and true. And so I I really like that. It's very dynamic and um, always keeps you on your toes and you always have to be evolving with the world.
0: Oh, yes, definitely. It really does help for my ADHD. (laughs)
1: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah.
0: Because I I I could move from one thing to the next very fluidly. Mm-hmm. I could go from I could go from recruiting to yep. you know sitting in a meeting and talking about people data. I could go from there to working on a policy, or I could yep. move there and go through a performance process. Yes, yeah,
1: yep. I totally agree. Yes, I I, I it keeps me energized and yes. uh, I'm never bored. There's never a dull moment one never, of my favorite sayings in this job.
0: <laughs> never a dull moment in HR for sure. No, for sure. No. Emily, it was an absolute pleasure speaking to you today. I could talk to you all day. You're so amazing.
1: <laughs> yes. We have to do this again. This was so much fun, Julie. You
0: definitely do. Well, my door is always open. You are welcome back on, oh, on the show anytime. Yeah. Tell us lastly, what is, What's next? What's, what's, what are you excited about right now? What's coming up next for you that's got you excited?
1: Um, you know, I think uh, I've, I've always worked at, um, at startups, and this is the earliest stage startup I've worked at. Um, we're over 200 people now, and um, so it's a new challenge for me, you mm-hmm. know, um, especially in this market in the U.S. right now. Um, you know, they... Uh, there are definitely challenges and headwinds that we're up against, yeah. um, and so it's a it's a new challenge to make sure that we're we're scaling the culture with grace, um, that we're developing our people, um, that we're focused on retention, that um, we're ha- giving meaningful feedback. You know, um, that I'm growing the managers. I think it's we, we have a, a large manager group, and some of them are new to management. We have a large middle management manager group, which I think needs a lot of love uh, always, you know, yeah. that group.
0: Yeah, uh, It's a tough, oh, yeah. spot, mm-hmm. tough spot. Very. Um,
1: so yeah, I'm excited about all these, all these challenges ahead.
0: Wonderful. Wow. Emily Connery, you've survived your time in the sound booth today. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and sharing your knowledge and your experience and your wisdom. I wish you all the best as you continue mm-hmm. your career at Chart Hop and just giving you all the positive vibes and energy that you deserve to have
1: thank you so much julie i really appreciate it
0: you're welcome And thank you for having me today my pleasure thank you for joining me for this episode of hr sound off i hope that you found it useful you can find this and all other episodes of hr sound off on all major podcast platforms spotify apple amazon you name it we're there Remember, HR SoundOff is created by HR professionals for HR professionals. If you would like to share your story, then reach out to us and let us know. Make sure to hit the notification bell and subscribe to HR SoundOff on YouTube as well as Podbean, And we'll see you again when we next sound off.